A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Two. Testing. Can you do a test for me? You can do a test. A one, two, a one, two, one, 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 two, 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 two. Why am I so loud? Booming. I am a booby boy. I'm going to turn myself right now. That's why we call you Booms Henderson. Is that what? Oh, I just thought you just slagged me off. No. Booms Henderson has entered the chat. <laughs> Hello, I'm Booms Henderson. And I'm Chip, Chip, Chippen. <laughs> I like it. The boyhood dream has come true. All of you, stop to me. You're about to find out how ugly mankind can really be. Myself and the click are going to dance all over your face. Talk about your psalms. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome. The Cultaholic Lads Review as the other Cultaholic Lads are getting their bags packed for Wales. We are metaphorically getting our brains packed for Anaheim at WrestleMania 12. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, with the mulligan to mayo hair from Cultaholic.com, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. Or as we <laughs> detailed then, Chip 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 Chipperson, as yeah. he's better known. Yeah. Um, how are you anyway? <laughs> Tired. You're a piece of shit. I yeah. Because you're not even going to mention it, are you? What have I done? You are. You are. You you have the gall to sit next to me and not mention it. Well, I think things are better left on the side. Well, you you act like you don't know what I'm talking about, and you refuse to mention it. I'm disgusted. I am, I am, I am a proud yet stubborn man. <laughs> I was just upset with you. I thought we were mates. I thought you'd have brought it up. To your left is the WWF Easter egg mug that we talked about two weeks ago. Yeah, and you weren't even going to mention it on the podcast. You had it off screen so nobody could enjoy it, but you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking three drinks after. Why would you have three drinks? So I've got my usual podcast coffee. You go for a lovely podcast coffee. You're not a piece of shit, by the way. That was a bit. Uh, you're never a piece of shit. I mean, never in my heart. Someone, <laughs> if you are, you're certainly not to me, and it's always appreciated. That's your that's your pre podcast coffee from the posh place up the road. Yes, and then a little uh, treat. I've got I've got my usual agua because it's good to be hydrated. Stay hydrated, kids. And then I thought while I'm down here, while you were having a lovely, while you were down there, while you were making use of the facilities, and I was stealing biscuits, I thought, oh, I'm going to see if that cup's down here. And I saw it, I went right oh. fucking having it. Uh, <laughs> I quite there is something quite quite joyous about because I'm not a I'm not a, a man of crime 
It's not my way. I'm not a man of crime. I don't have. The, I, I I have a guilty conscience about too many things to be a man of crime. Yeah, I can't do it. I, Alex says you you problem is you have a guilt complex about nothing, so you could never be a man of crime. I said you're right. I wouldn't sleep ever if no. I did a crime. So, but the, having said that, I am want to steal a biscuit from the downstairs office. Yeah, I feel like whilst they're not ours. They are still in this somewhat communal pool. Biscuits, it's open season. And as I'm, far as I'm aware of the cups, no one has said, here lieth my cup, which belongeth to me. Therefore... Did it, did it dieth? It did. It, it <laughs> dieth of breath. <laughs> um, so I thought, it's nice, though. That cup started off in our top office anyway. Exactly. So it's, if anything, they've stolen it down here. Yeah. We've merely stolen it back. Liberated, I prefer to say. Mm. Mm. We've lib- yeah, re-lib- we've we've repatriated it to <laughs> to our office now. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, it's only the editors down here today, and they're all headphones on, stuck into the work. But I thought, if they mm. just see me walking around swinging an empty cup, <laughs> questions will be asked. So I, I smashed the windows out there; no one noticed. Oh, I know <laughs> they're just slack, slack. You slack. <laughs> get um, off slack. Get off slack that's and stop good, being slack. That's a good work joke. That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us being relatable. Hey, you know that thing with slack sometimes when you make this maximize it and it all goes off. No. My slack's been weird lately. Has it? If I maximize it, everything disappears and it won't load. Sometimes all the words get jarbled. I've had to uninstall it and reinstall it. That was some nice uninstall and Thank reinstall. Thank you very much. Slack is the work messenger that we use. Yes. It's like Asana, but less pretentious. I don't know what that is. It's the one you keep seeing advertising, like uh, between videos on YouTube, Asana, which is like, oh, your work colleagues could send files and shit to each other with Asana. Slack is a a far nicer, less con, like less. Uh, um, what was the word I used? Less that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just amazed that you're such a wholesome boy that you get like work-related adverts. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. I get work-related adverts, and I get lots of delivery ones, which also explains a fair show. Yeah. Um, what other ones do I get? What other ones do you get? Me, I, I keep getting. Buy another coat, please. <laughs> you have a million pounds. Shoot a man with a crossbow and eat it. <laughs> um, I keep getting like TikTok. I'm like, I'm not interested, oh. and I'm getting like. Hey, Jackins, join TikTok. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I, I don't want to see people having fun. It's like, ah, <laughs> discover fun. It's like, I know what fun is and sitting <laughs> in the dark and being quiet. <laughs> I know what fun is. You can't tell me otherwise, Valerie. Yeah, you, you, you absolute <laughs> arsehole. I don't know where I'm going. How is Jack... <laughs> It's Jack Atkins. He's warm and tired, Tom. Do you want to whack, whack the old aircon on and get some cool air blasted in here like, like we're in a bag of mints? Cool, cool, cool conditioned air. air. Feel it flowing through, through your, your hair, hair, under your chair and everywhere. everywhere. Cool, cool air. Don't mean to do it for you. No, it's all right. I'm all right for the time being unless you... I wouldn't mind it being on a bit because I my, my, my natural body temperature is alarmingly high, <laughs> potentially fatally high. We went out for dinner last night, Alex and I, and um, because it's restaurant week in Newcastle. Mm. So we went out for a little bit of Dindins. And, uh, oh, that's much better. And where they sat us, just by sheer luck, they sat us upstairs with, with a fan going literally behind me. And they Ooh. went, we can move that if you want to. We do apologize. Said, no, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Is it much cooler? But then they tried to charge it for three, for three set meals and... 
we had to scorch the earth. We didn't scorch the earth. We politely told them, you've overcharged us. <laughs> to what? which they went, we're very sorry, we'll repair that. You scorched the earth internally. Internally. I'm, I'm, in, I'm internally always scorching the earth. Mm. We went out, yeah, so we went out for a nice meal last night, which is nice. Mm. Nice little bit of dindins. And then we, we came back. Alex bought some rune stones when she was back home this weekend. She bought some rune stones. So we had a look at those. When you say back home, what? what like Stonehenge? <laughs> She, she went back to the Viking era. <laughs> Go see all her mates, the she's, druids. She's from the Viking times. Um, she bought some rune stones, so we were looking at rune stones for a bit. That was mm. interesting. Like you, they're meant to kind of give you. Like the theory is that you kind of ask it, ask the rune stones a question, mm. and then you you take out rune stones, and the the corresponding shapes and stuff mean different things. Mm. But I. And 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 I I think it's it's like it's like those like like angel cards and tarot cards and things like that. And yeah. I think they're open to interpretation. So therefore, you can. I've done stuff like with angel cards and stuff, and you go, oh wow, that is completely me. But because obviously, what's on your mind at that point, you can interpret in certain ways. The rune the rune stones, it's very different. Like I asked the rune stones on behalf of Pablo. Um, <laughs> Um, will Will <laughs> Pablo says, "Will I get dreamies in the next ten minutes?" And we rustled around, took one out. So, what's that symbol mean? Oh, it means it means God. I don't know how to interpret that. <laughs> will God give Pablo dreamies? Is he God of the house? So therefore, he will get dreamies. Mm. Didn't know how to interpret it. Mm. <laughs> so it was very confusing. So we did. We looked at those last. That was did, our exciting evening. Did he get dreamies? Of course he did, yeah. He's God in the house. Yeah, oh, is. wait a minute! Oh. Oh. Just That's like the rune said. It's no. just, as, just as the gypsy woman said. <laughs> um, and then uh, he proceeded to thank us for that by uh, scratching on the side of my bed at three in the morning this morning. Oh, a, a top lad? He's, it's, he's, he's, got into his, he's gone back to... He, when we first got him, he was very excitable through the night. And, now, and then he went through a period where he slept through the night with us and then was up in the morning. But now he's... Basically, I don't know whether he's training for uh, a marathon or something, because throughout the night, he's up and down the corridors, up and down, up on the fridge, down on the fridge. Da, 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 da. And it's, it's uh, three in the morning, it was scratch, 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 scratch. And I was like, oh, hello. And he looked at me for about 30 seconds, then boom, dashed off into the living room, as if to go, Dad, come look at this immediately. I got out of bed, and he went, look, Dad, the chair, this chair. And he's rubbing his head against it. You see it? I do, yeah. Yeah, it's there. There's a chair. It's great, mate. It's great. I know what's happened. Go on. He's gotten to your stash of amphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I thought it had gone down. Lock and key, Tom. Lock and key. <laughs> I just they look like dreamies. <laughs> He's like, great these, yeah. Oh, these are delicious. Oh, they're so creamy. Oh. <laughs> and then it's, and then so as I was leaving this morning, having been woken up at three, and then again at half four, I'm leaving this morning feeling a bit sleepy. Uh, finish my coffee and I look at him and he's just in a cute little ball on the sofa. You've got an L-shaped sofa and he's on the L-shape, just snuggled up and fast asleep. I'm like, you little prick. That's your whole day. And you made sure to wake me up and then just as like, I now have to start my day. Fuck off, Dad, I'm sleeping. That sounds similar to Sean recently because uh, Louis was waking her up constantly through the night. And usually she's like, oh, he's just a lovely cat doing cat stuff. But the other morning she was just like, I am ready to fucking throw him into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like... He's got a little life cycle, a little lifeboat thing around his neck. He's buoyant. He, well, yeah, that, that was the problem because it's soaking wet because he's disgusting. He kept, <laughs> he kept climbing up onto Sean, just putting this wet cushion in her face. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she wasn't in a good mood with him the other day. She just kept waking him up and going, 
prick. It's like you, <laughs> just, you interrupt my sleep, I'll interrupt yours. You bollock. Oh, so, uh, what else been happening in your world? You been Minecrafting or not? Yeah, a little bit. Little bit. I mean, I'm just I'm in not in holiday mode because I don't go for a month, but holiday prep mode. I, I am a, if I can get away with it, I will pack four weeks in advance kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've got everything. I can't pack yet, but I've got everything like ready to go. Oh, really? or, or like the admin stuff done. I've like made notes of everything. So I'm uh, mentally prepping for it and just, but just having to do fuck all so I don't spend any money is just it's a bastard. I found a nice jacket online as well. It's like, oh, might buy it. Probably will. That's the joy just before you go <laughs> away, isn't it? Where it's just like, we've put, uh, we're putting a whole bunch of money aside mm. for spends while we're over there. Just so we're not like, like it's all like, it, it's sort of all inclusive, but we want to make sure that we've got enough money to do extra things. So we're just hoying bunches of money away. And it's just like, we're just trying not to spend anything. And it's just yeah. a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I feel your pain. It's, yeah, it's, it is it is boring. It's bollocks. The only reason we went out for dinner last night because it was restaurant week and it was like three courses for 20 quid. I was like, yeah, we could do that. Oh. We could stretch that. Oh. So if you are going to go out this week, if yeah. you want to take Sean out, it's restaurant week in Newcastle. I'll have a word of it then. Yeah. I even, because my finger is off the cultural pulse of Newcastle. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know restaurant week was a thing. Yeah, yeah. They just basically all these nice restaurants just go, here's three courses, that'll be 20 quid. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and even better because you don't drink. Yeah. So you because because the our our bill came a bit higher than that because you know we I like a big beer and Alex likes wanky cocktails. You know it's a good time. <laughs> so that's where our bill goes up. But yeah. then you'd be fine. I'd be like half a coke, please. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the other half in the fridge, and I might have that at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. There you go. Restaurant week. Restaurant week. Get involved in it. Restaurant week. Say yay. But uh, yeah, f- fuck all. Fuck all happening, really. <gasps> Watched The Hobbit the other night for the first time. Ooh. Do you think that it's it's a bit too much? I.e., did it need to be three? Well, I, I've only watched the first one. Ah, fair enough. And I only saw the Lord of the Rings trilogy once, because I saw the first one when it came out, didn't like it. Watched the second one, fell asleep. Watched the third one, didn't like it. Um, so I was just like, I was like, oh, it's been like 20 years. I should give it another go. Start with The Hobbit, start from the start. I was like, it's okay. Mm. Uh, the only thing is, it, the thing I don't like about fantasy fan, fantasy is like, um, here's Jim Noms, son of Glomden, who did the <laughs> Battle of Toofnan against the king of Gemnon in the Valley of Glomlan <laughs> with the sword of Grent. It's like, I don't need any of that information. <laughs> Just say, "Is Bill Izard?" That's like I don't care. <laughs> They're painting a painting a universe, but it's painting it's a world. True, but there's too much info. I can understand too, it in, mu- in the too book, much admin, but too much admin for a film. In the book, I'd be probably more on board because it'd be mm. like, right, okay, so this all builds the page. But when you've just got like, yeah, is Peter Jackson spending twenty million dollars painting a tree? I don't know where that money goes. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was fine. I'll watch the others. Mm. Fine. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Now that makes now that makes sense actually. That they do uh, over egg the pudding when they don't really need to. Yeah. I also uh, I rewatched The Crow as well, which is a completely oh. completely different style of film. So that's a timeless bit of movie, isn't it? It's very cheesy, but it's still it's still. But it's I still think cool. there's some there's a charm about like films from like the nineties where there is a cheesiness to them, but can't help but love them. I forgot how violent that film is. <laughs> is it quite violent? It's quite violent. The, the, being a 90s like action film, the body count is ridiculous. <laughs> is it worse than Rambo? Didn't Rambo it's, break the record for like body count oh, in a it, film? Yeah, it's not as bad as Rambo. Mm. Rambo's ridiculous. 
the adventures of Keith Rambo and his good killing. old good old Keith Rambo <laughs> Crambo as we call him and his killing ways. <laughs> he turns up and he's like, "Whatever's to hand, I'll I'll kill you with it." <laughs> baguette. Oh, I have him with a baguette. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Up the bottom. <laughs> Talking of baguettes at the bottom, did I tell you that our new washer dryer? <laughs> There's no connection at all. I am actually <laughs> genuinely intrigued to hear about the new washer dryer, though. There's no connection to the things at all. Um, new washer dryer, I'm very excited. I'm it's fucking really excited for it. fucking great, mate. Oh. On Sunday, I think I did six loads of washing. Oh. Just plowed through it, because we just had a build-up. Yeah. I found shirts that I don't think I've worn since spring, like at the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the washing basket, that have almost like got their own little colonies on them now. <laughs> Like, like the end whack, of night, lads. Yeah, whack that in with some fabric softener. What a treat. It's nice having fresh clothes again. It sounds so sad. We had so many weeks waiting to get this thing bloody sorted. And uh, uh, I just the simple pleasure of, oh, my God, we've got clean clothes. <laughs> no, it was, I just, because it was so hot as well. Yes. I'm a sweaty boy. Christ. I was, I was struggling. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that it was going to go hot again this week. Because yes. I saw that, like, Thursday, Friday, it's going to be scorched earth and i'm like ah oh, mm. fuck do it I'll, i suppose i'll have to come in but i'll be miserable either side of it and then i'll be sleepy when i get into the office could we have like maybe can we work outside do you think we'll be allowed to like take laptops into like a, a park let's see why not and work in a park we might not have wi-fi though can we not take a dongle We'll take a dongle. Has anybody got a dongle? Plug plug a dongle plug into a tree. Plug a dongle tree. in. We'll have a there you go. Plug a dongle into a Peter Jackson tree, and that'll be fine. And he'd be like, "That's fifty million pounds, please." And he'd be like, "Where's the money oh. going? <laughs> you own the effects studio? Are you paying yourself? Well, I don't get it. I don't understand you, weirdo." Thank you for the messages on the mailbag. Thanks, Peter Jackson. Thanks, Peter Jackson. <laughs> take that, Stalingrad. Thank you, Peter Jackson. Uh, classic at coholic.com is how you get in touch on the Coltholic Classic Raw Review. We've already mentioned him, but I'll just read this out now from Jessica Everett, who says, Dear Jackie and Tom, mainly Jackie. You're now Jackie, like Jackie Brown. I, <laughs> I just wanted to see how Louis was doing. I saw his watermelon collar and it broke my heart. I hope he's okay. Many thanks. He's fine. He's um, fine. We took it off again last night because I, I told the story that he, he, he likes a lick a bit too much. <laughs> it's, it's got people banned from some shopping centers that has. Honestly, it would. If he was a human being, just walk around just pleasuring himself. Um, <laughs> so he, he just opened up like a small wound on his back. Don't know if he'd got it from scratch or him and Poppy from scrapping, but he just kept licking it to soothe it and made it worse and worse and worse. Popped a little cushion on him, had it on for about 10 days, and then thought, right, time to take it off now, give it a clean. Straight away, just spends 45 minutes licking his back, opened it up again, popped oh. it back on, and then took it off last night. Because Sean was like, it's wet, I want to take it off. So I said to her, I was like, right, this is twice now you've said to take it off. If he opens that wound again, it stays on until I say it comes Can off. Can you not have, like, two that alternate? We could, but they were, like, 14 quid. And like right. I said, because we're being cheap bastards trying not to, uh, trying not to spend any money. I've made that work. You've made that, that work. <laughs> because we're being cheap bastards trying not to spend any money. Um... We contemplated it, and we thought, yeah. She got some kind of disinfectant spray, so she can spray him and comb him. And right, so keep him clean But no, uh, Louis, 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 well. That's all right. Yeah. If you wonder what I meant by I've made that worse, <laughs> so if you're not, if you're listening and not watching on the Patreon, um, there was a microphone just in front of the camera, and you could just see like a little outline of it. I just spotted it now. It was lovely. So I tried to move it away, and in doing so, I moved it closer. So... <laughs> 
that's what we meant there. Just filling in the gap there. Move a little bit closer, Tom. <clears throat> uh, from <coughs> Christian Howard. Hi, guys. Big fan of the Raw Review. Thanks. Thank you, Christian. Have a couple of comments, cool. mm. including one about the most recent Raw Review. Oh, God, what have we done? When you guys were joking about Hogan saying he would put the ownership up and it not being legally binding. Do you remember when we said, like, oh, I'll take the company off you and I'll, I'll fight your sting and then I'll beat you for the company. And you just did he did that. I don't remember. It was on the Raw Review, I'm sure it was. Was it? Maybe it was the SmackDown Review. May not even been last week, maybe the week before. I can't remember. To be fair, my mind is Swiss cheese. Mm. And I often <laughs> I often do give Hogan a kick in. I think, okay, so I know it was from... I'm trying to think what the connection was. Yes, yes, we did. We did talk about it, you lovely boy. <laughs> we did talk about it because it was in connection to the six-man tag and how they said, okay, we'll have a six-man tag. And then Jake, Jake Roberts went, you didn't read the fine print. Yes. If we win, Yoko gets five minutes with you. And Cornette was like, no, that's, oh no, what did I do? And then I compared it to TNA, where Hogan was getting wound up by Sting. And he went, fine, I'll fight you. And if you win, I'll hand back control of the company. And then he went, oh, why did I say that? See, TNA Hogan, because when you said Hogan and Sting, and I was just like, I'm just... You know, blonde Sting, <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember having this conversation about surface uh, the man called Sting. Sadly, not yes. the man care Sting. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. When you guys were joking about Hogan saying he'd put ownership up and it not being legally binding, in the US, it technically would. Both parties are of sound mind, and it's not a legal item or real estate, so a verbal agreement can be legally binding. And since it was recorded, that counts as a witness. So that was all... Oh, well, there you go. I just assumed it was some shite wrestling storytelling to get from A to B. But no, apparently that's fine. You you need to give more respect to TNA during its worst run. So (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) So does that mean then that when... Because remember during TNA and its worst run, when Angle and Angle were redoing their wedding vows, where Kurt and Karen were doing their vows, and AJ Styles jumps in at the end and goes, I do! And they went, oh, that means you're married to Karen. Yeah. Is that, is that the same? Legally binding? You can just jump in and go, I do? I don't know. Do you remember that happening? I do remember that That was that a happened, thing that yeah. happened. God. Ponder that. For, for all we celebrate AJ Styles and TNA, half of his run was shit. Oh, there was some, <laughs> there was some dog rough stuff in there. Yeah. Also, I wanted to send, uh, this is Christian Howard, I wanted to send Mr. Orlando some old coins I have from around the world. But apparently, that is considered money laundering to ship <laughs> coins internationally. <laughs> so that's, that is Christian Howard going, I was going to do something nice, but I won't and I can't. That's, that's the thought that fun. counts. It's the thought that counts, isn't what, it? Right, what you should do, I'm going to go a bit Yuri Yelena, Christian, if you just want to rub the coins... And I'll pretend that I too am rubbing the coins. Oh. I don't know where this is going. You For the second time on this podcast, I'm a bit tired. You're going to rub some coins. Going to rub some coins. You're like a million dollar man doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but with old coins. With coins. Million <laughs> <laughs> dollar man with like some 10 P's. Nah. The tuck shop man. He's like, yes. I'm getting all these Freddos. Get an elephant. <laughs> You t- want a packet of quarterbacks? I have a packet of quarterbacks. Oh, you, t- you want a chump? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a prize for the tuck shop, man. Oh, that's just reminded me. John! Of- John! 
Talk shop man. Talk shop man. Thank you, mate. Talk shop man. Um, <laughs> just reminded me if 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 any of uh, our listeners uh, listen to the main Cultaholic podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the other week, uh, my good pal Fraser Porter nominated myself and Hasbullah to the Hall of Fame. Ah, oh. and we came fucking last behind a fucking curly whirly. <laughs> so you can all, if you voted for me, thank you. And if you didn't, I'll find you. And we know that I will eat you. He certainly will. You know that from being on here. I like you entering the uh, the, the the wider cultaholic multiverse. <laughs> I feel like a proud father. Go <laughs> forth into the into the real world. I pop up from time to time. I think it's mainly just things that I've done in the week to worry Jack. That's about it. <laughs> it's always nice to hear you on there. We are expanding. We'll say it, we'll mention it in a bit, but we are expanding the cultaholic multiverse next week. Ooh. We know about this. Oh, I thought you meant a new show. <laughs> no, we know about this. We mentioned it yesterday, but we'll say we'll say it later. Yeah, say it later. I know exactly what a fuck me. <laughs> I've been saying this for months as well. Yeah. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> right. From Scott Dickens, subject BSE King. <laughs> <laughs> we talked, you know, as you would expect on the Cultaholic Classic Raw review last week. We talked about mad cow disease. <laughs> Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> so this is Scott Dickens' message in relation to that. Greetings, Jackie Orlando and Tommy Tamper. Thanks. Oh, I like Tommy Tamper. Thank you. Me, just sound like I'm a sex offender. I, <laughs> I hope this email finds you both well. Well, I'm a sex offender. So, regarding, <laughs> I'm not really not guilty. Regarding BSE on the latest classic Rory. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great email. This is only this <laughs> fucking podcast. Only this fucking wrestling podcast will get an email like this. <laughs> They're not getting this at fucking the Attitude Era podcast. Oh. Regarding BSE on the latest classic Raw review, <laughs> BSE can actually lay dormant in hosts and be triggered seemingly at random, so it's perfectly possible that a dodgy burger, one of his old farts at back in 96, has infected us without our knowledge, and is just laying dormant, waiting for the right time to turn our brain into Swiss cheese. Fingers crossed. Oh, what a way to, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Do it the day I get back from holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a joyous thing to constantly worry about from now on. Smiley face. <laughs> to cheer you up slightly after that miserable news, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> Cheers, Scott. <laughs> Which classic Raw wrestlers would you have as licensees for Bulldogs King franchises? Ooh. For example, Justin Hawk Bradshaw as operator of Potato King. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, he loves... I love giving potatoes. <laughs> now you can buy them off me too. Rooting um, and tooting. Rooting and or tooting. And he's got a crown on top of his Stetson. Oh, yeah. Or baked into it. Oh, baked into it. So crown top of the Stetson, but we're talking the hawk. So we're talking like the kind of like blondie browny hair. Apron, of course, because, you know, health and safety. But just, you know, undies and cowboy boots underneath. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm just having a quick look um, before I give my first answer. Um, I'd have Aldo Montoya as uh, a Portuguese man of war as the head of uh, Baclahau King. <laughs> Oh. Which is dried salted cod, Portugal's national dish. Oh. Baclahau King. I thought you were going to say like, like, like Nando's King. 
because they try and claim Nando's as Portuguese, don't they? Oh, they do, don't they? Yeah. Nando's so, king. Spicy chicken king. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next door is mild chicken king. <laughs> which is owned by Just Incredible. Um, Next to an who, olive garden. Who've we got on the? Who've we got on the? So uh, in terms of the so okay so you you we've got Hunter Hearst Helmsley you've got uh, the the garbage man Duke the dumpster Drosy okay still on the roster so Body Donners the Godwins Slop King Slop King for the Godwins or <sighs> yeah yeah Slop King Slop King Hunter Hearst Helmsley and you like this Dolphin Dolphin Potato King oh Dolphin Potato King. I don't know what that is, but people seem like the hunter said he'll have words with them in the back, make sure you know I don't get buried on telly. <laughs> don't get buried by Dolphin Potatoes. Actually, that'd be nice. I'll eat my way out. <laughs> Dolphin Wild Potato King. I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Hunter Helmsley's taken on Dolphin Wild Potato King because I feel like if Bulldog was still running, it would be cre- it would be Creamed Cheese King next door to Potato King, <laughs> which is already Bradshaw's business. Uh, Herb King. You have to go up from one to the other. Good luck with that, because sometimes we lose track of orders. So uh, when, when, when Bradshaw needs to take a day off to, you know, go climb up a mountain or bully someone... Bob <laughs> Bob Holly takes over Potato King. One, two, three, kid. He's on uh, Milk King. <laughs> Strong bones. Milk King. Milk King. I think Vader could be Deep Fried Chicken King. Yes. Because that relates back to a brilliant story that we'll tell in a few months on the podcast. Oh, yes, yes. Where both Yokozuna and Vader were put on uh, a, put into a rehab, a, a training place to lose some weight. They were put on a stringent diet and they were sent to a facility to concentrate on their weight loss. And at night they'd sneak out to get chicken. <laughs> Didn't they come back overweight? <laughs> Like, like <laughs> heavier than when they got there. Yeah, brother, I've lost about a pound. You've been in there a month. <laughs> oh, no, man. They're sneaking out eating chicken every night. And like, to quote OSW Review, right, how does Yokozuna and Vader sneak out? <laughs> yeah, they, 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 are not, they are not subtle men. They're not sneaky men. <laughs> Vader in the mask the whole time as well. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Right, so thank you for your letters. Uh, classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to send some more. In a moment, Jackie Orlando is going to talk us through this week's wrestling news. Hello. I've got some news to share with you from the real world very quickly. Number one in the UK world in the movies is Toy Story. Very good. Uh, we enjoy Toy Story. It was meant to be a toy, uh, a, uh, a tin soldier as a, instead of a cowboy. It was. Didn't they do some test footage in like the late 80s or something? There was... A, there was some footage that did the rounds. I don't know. Obviously, there was the, the Pixar short movie yeah. about the Tin Soldier. Yeah. But there was some early stuff where it was going to be a Tin Soldier and it was going to be a a puppet. Yeah. I seem to think like a manic, like a ventriloquist dummy type thing. That sounds terrifying. Utterly terrifying, but that didn't end up happening. Uh, the Birdcage is still number one in uh, the US. Brilliant film. I'm overdue. A long overdue watching that particular one. Number one song in the UK, still take that. How deep is your love? Hanging in there, covering the Bee Gees. It's, it's staying. It's staying. It, ba- ba- Barry Gibbs laughing all the way to the bank. Mm. In the US charts, Mariah Carey's One Sweet Day is not number one anymore. Oh, we have waited for this day. It's not number one anymore. It's gone. 
Number one in the US, Celine Dion. For all the times you shit the bed. For all the times you piss the bed. For all the times you shit in the bed. And piss the bed and shit the bed. For all the times you shit in the bed. For all the times you shit in the bed. I'm shitting in the bed because. Cause you love me. Celine's number one, baby. <laughs> she did it. The, the boyhood dream has come true for Celine Dion. Uh, number one from her album, Because You Love Me. We talked about the album last week. Uh, um, the album is just full of bangers. Yes. And it'll be the first of several number ones for her from this particular period. Uh, also this week in the news... <laughs> Quite a quiet week in the world of the news this week, I'm afraid. Uh, we had the Academy Awards. Uh, Nicolas Cage and Susan Sarando, Susan Sarando, <laughs> Sarandon, uh, winning for Braveheart. That's the main takeaway from it. Uh, some news about a comet, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well. Hmm. Uh, and um, Ladies Figure Skating Championship in Edmonton was won by Michelle Kwan, if you're into that. The men's was won by Todd Eldridge. Go ahead, Todd. Mm. The European Union's Veterinarian Committee bans the export of British beef and its byproduct as a result of mad cow disease. We're talking about beef. We're not going <laughs> any good day. <laughs> Coming over here, taking our beef. Well, we're not anymore. All right, we'll keep it. Fuck it, I'll feed it to the cows. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been boxed clever here. The meat they don't want, I'm giving it back to the cows so it goes in a circle. Remember Circle of Life from Lion King? Lion King! Lion King! Lion King! Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Got li- eat lion in a bun. <laughs> I, I've been told I've not to go back to Africa. <laughs> Duh, stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> been banned from Africa for my food imports. Uh, the US also re- issues a newly designed $100 bill on this mm. particular day in the world. So I don't know many Americans that have said $100 bill. If you have it, send us a picture. Classic at coldaholic.com. How was it redesigned? Did they just put some money on it? <laughs> <laughs> new triangular bill. Yeah, new triangular bill. I don't know actually how it was redesigned. It's cool. Uh, it's got it's, <laughs> it's now in POG form. Oh. We went through a weird time in, in human society when, when POGs were money. I was uh, actually on, I was on eBay last week looking for a, a full set of Tazos because I had them years ago in the folder and I didn't have them anymore. And then I saw a picture of them on Instagram. I was like, I need them. I'm trying not to spend any money, but Sean, I need to buy a full collection of Tazos. And then I remember the Star Wars ones, including the exclusive ones you could only get in Doritos. And I was like, I need them again as well. I, I didn't buy them. I take great <laughs> joy. I love doing this podcast with you for multiple reasons. But one is because obviously... Like I'm in my thirties, Alex is in her thirties, and we see lots of like friends of ours that you know have, have, have got grown up responsibilities and kids and stuff like that, and and they get they're a bit boring. Um, and then there's yourself who's going, gotta buy some tazos because you're a man after my own heart. Because I'm like, I just we're gonna, you know, basically what I'm saying is, it's nice to meet somebody else with some disposable income. <laughs> Sometimes we're not. Sometimes saying, we're not saying for holidays. Not not the moment, but yeah. But in normal times, you just yeah. go, I'm having some Tazos. But Sean's not having any of this, because when I went through like an antique furniture phase, she was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm here for this. Let's go Let's go looking for antiques. And I was like, I, like, I want to buy that couch for 800 quid. And she's like, we've got a couch. And no. And I was like, okay. But now I'm just like, Tazos. And she was like, you're an idiot. So, <laughs> so what inspired your antique <laughs> furniture phase? I just, I just like things. Yeah. I made, I made peace a long time ago 
with the fact that I'm materialistic, but not in the materialistic sense that I put possessions over people. No. I just, I, I do like buying things and it does make me happy. Mm, it's not the, it's not my only form of happiness, but if some, if like I get something in the post, oh, it's great. Alex went through a phase where she was really into, like she still gets a lot of makeup products, a lot of beauty products, but there was some like, she's really into the Kylie Jenner stuff. Yes. For a while. And they were like super limited editions. So they'd announced like Kylie Jenner's new lipstick is coming out at 6 p.m. Uh, GMT and they'll be available for a limited time only and we would have this little setup on the table in the kitchen where you'd have like two laptops and I'd have my phone Alex have her phone it would be like loaded on the website click right do, do, buy, 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 buy try and get what you can get what you can and they were gone within minutes oh yeah and uh, she's still got a whole uh, case full of those and I just remember like they were missions on an evening when that was happening it's like right I've got to head in the game here Let's get this ready to go. Get everything ready. Clocks set the clocks right. Nice to be materialistic sometimes. It's 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 the same in the um, trainers and clothing world. Like yeah. s- some brands sell out in seconds, and oh, the high, the higher the chase. There's a place in Newcastle City Centre. I think it's called End. Yes, which is a shoe place, and and most at least once every other week there'll be a big queues outside it. Oh yeah. For like the new Yeezys or whatever, yeah. Is that still that's because that's quite a common thing then, is it amongst yeah the, the shoe world? Because I'm a slightly older guy, the game's gone. That's all I'm saying now. It's not like oh. it used to be back in the day. Now it's like 13 year olds who've got a credit card and they're buying seven pairs and reselling them. In my day, you had to know a fella who tell you that something might be coming out somewhere at some mm. point. It's not the same anymore. <laughs> yeah, nowadays they just put a thing on Twitter going, "Go here," and all the. All the challenge is gone. Yeah. You know, the subtlety is gone, yeah. which is which is a shame. Bastards. But A, subtlety is, is alive and well in 1996. Yes. And that is where we are. One week from WrestleMania 12 is the go-home show for Raw. But before we get to it, the rambunctious. I doubted your link then. I thought, you oh, did, didn't you? Yeah, you I'm did. sorry. Nah, I'm sorry. Don't you worry. Sometimes I doubt me too. <laughs> the rambunctious Jackie Orlando has scoured the Wrestling Observer to give us some details from this particular week in the wrestling as we get ready for WrestleMania. And how is it this week? Uh, fuck all happened. Moving on. Welcome to Raw this Welcome week. Raw. <laughs> Honestly, nothing happened. And even when it gets to the, the section where it says WWF, um, Dave Meltzer wrote, yeah, nothing really happened because WrestleMania is happening next week. Ian said so. Um, the whole thing is him saying about the way that WWF are building Brett versus Sean for the first time ever. They're saying, this is going to be like the best match in history, blah, blah, blah. And it's just Dave going over every other WrestleMania saying what happened. <laughs> um, so there's literally five bits of news. Uh, Jesse Ventura's beating WWF in his royalties lawsuit. So he's going to get some pennies out of yeah. This will be what leads to Jesse Ventura being scrubbed from WCW commentary when WWF buys it. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Really weird here, commentary without, like... It's like it's like, it's like the Garfield minus Garfield comic strip. <laughs> oh, they're amazing, them. They are so good. It's just John Arbuckle looking absolutely insane. Just having a meltdown yeah. in real life. So, basically, I'll cut to the chase. Jesse Ventura is going to get over a million dollars because Vince McMahon allegedly and WWF kind of lied to him. They said, oh, commentators don't get royalties from videos. You only get royalties if it's called, like, the best of Roddy Piper. Therefore, Roddy Piper will get paid. And then one day Hulk Hogan was like, ah, oh, I just got paid for that best of Roddy Piper video. And Jesse Ventura was like, I've been on 90 videos. <laughs> so he just went, give me all that money, dickheads. So Hogan was getting the pennies and Ventura wasn't. Yeah. Shocking behavior. Yeah. So that's gone to, through all different types of courts on the raw side of Jesse Ventura. Good. Yeah. As they should. 
a, a little bit here. Goldust appeared on Conan O'Brien on March 21st in character. They had him come on to Conan, who called security, and he started coming on to security. So I watched that. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. All right, so you can watch the Goldust on Conan O'Brien thing. It's great. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. So Goldust enters through the crowd uh, with glitter raining everywhere. Uh, he starts feeling up Andy Richter as he as he sits down. <laughs> he asks Conan if it's an extra microphone in his pocket or if he's just pleased to see him. He keeps calling Conan Mr. Barbarian. <laughs> I like that. So that was great. Uh, Conan's trying to ask him about his movies, like his movie history, because he says you're the greatest actor of all time. What movie have you been in? Oh, I've been in loads of movies. I've been. My best movie is March 31st at WrestleMania. Doing the cell. He says, it's, he says it's the weirdest cell he's ever had on this show. Goldust says, I'm getting hot. Do you mind if I take off my robe? Takes off his robe. He's got his ring gear on with the gold strapped Intercontinental Championship, which looks really nice. Yeah. He then, he then uh, <laughs> crawls on his hands and knees around the Conan's table, then goes under Conan's table, and Conan jumps up. Like, oh! Then he calls security. Goldust starts feeling up security. And then they go to commercial. It was like a chaotic five minutes on the Conan O'Brien show. Does Conan do his dance at all? Sadly, he doesn't do his dance. <laughs> Only I do the dance. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> I wish he did. But it's, I think, I love it. It's, it's just Dustin Runnels, just 150% in yeah. on the Goldust character. And you know what? With a gig like that, you either you either go out or go home, don't you? Oh, exactly. And you've yeah. just got to, and he just gives it socks. And it, it's really funny. Yeah. It's really good. Really well done. I wonder if, because uh, obviously Goldust is well remembered because of the time of it and how it pushed boundaries. Mm. If he didn't have so many diminishing returns, do you think he'd be held in higher regard as a character? Everyone loves Dustin, but like, considering the amount of times they brought him back and watered him down and gave him to Rhett and then he was with R-Truth and et cetera, et cetera. I don't think, I don't think he's, I think there has been some diminishing returns, but I do believe like if that, bam, boom, boom, yeah, yeah. if that hit during a rumble, yeah. there'd be a big pop from the crowd. I think they'd be happy to see him. I see a day where gold dust goes into the Hall of Fame. I do see a day where that happens. Oh, definitely. Especially yes. with Cody in the fold now. Yeah. I see, and, and with Triple H now, Far more in control than he ever was. I see maybe a deal being struck to. So I think I think he might. I think Dustin will be AEW for a long time. Yeah, I think. But I don't know. I don't know whether they'll stop Triple H going. We want to put Goldust in the Hall of Fame. Do you want to come on over? Yeah, that'd be quite nice. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, talking of Goldust, though, not everyone's happy about it in 1996. Mm-hmm. The Connecticut Post is expected to either do or have already done a story concerning all the protests of the Go- Goldust character. Several gay groups, that's the terminology Dave Meltzer has used, several gay groups in the Northeast are calling for members to write negative letters to WWF to drop the character. From a business stand- standpoint, it appears the character is getting over. Dave can definitely see and even agree with the points made by those against it. The angle does encourage and in some cases glorify gay bashing. And the stuff where they use the mind games terminology is a smokescreen so the WF can have their cake and eat it. And they can say it's not a homophobia angle when it clearly is. Mm. Yeah, because they can always claim, oh no, he's not being uh, overtly homosexual or creepy or perverted. It's yeah. him playing mind games. Well, that, was the re- that was the reason they brought in Marlena, wasn't it? To kind of deflect from that yeah because she's rubbing up gold dust the same way he's rubbing up everybody else so it's just like yeah a bit ambiguous Lynn, keep it that way the sex people Lynn. Lynn, the sex people so Mark Merrow's believed to be coming in he can't be using any kind of costume and similar to Johnny B bad character 
or at least that's what WCW is trying to protect. Dave reckons he'll probably do a lot of goodwill ambassador stuff like what Randy Savage used to do, along with his wrestling. Mm, he does a lot of that now. Like he's a wonderful like speaker now, and he goes to schools and talks about positive affirmations, yeah. and uh, he's a great mental health guide. Is Mark Mero now? Yeah. So I'm mean, interesting. At this point, they want him to do something similar. Talking of uh, great advocates for being in the community, uh, Sid will be returned to WWF <laughs> when his neck injury heals up. Yay! We're getting uh, Sid back. The most famous softball player of all time. <laughs> I don't know, whenever you mention Sid to any wrestling fan, they, they don't even talk about the championships he won. His great run in the early 90s when he should have been faced when people were clamoring for it. When he turned up in ECW and chokeslammed everyone, everyone just goes, oh, he broke his leg and he loves softball. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. That's, his whole, that's, that's all he's boiled down to, yeah. isn't it? But that's 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 everything. Fuck well, fuck all that happened. Yeah, his yeah. Ti- his timing will be interesting because it'll it'll sort of he'll cross over a little bit with the Ultimate Warrior, mm. which we'll touch on closer to the time. Let us go to Monday night raw from March the twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. It is the go home show for WrestleMania twelve. As just, as uh, as you sneak in your cheeky little mug there, the the Hulk Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior mug from WrestleMania six. We go to WrestleMania 12. And the focus of WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart take center stage throughout big parts of this show. Our opening match is Shawn Michaels versus Leaf Cassidy of the New Rockers. This is a svelte owl snow Mm. in Rockers attire. Shawn Michaels is out there with the click cam, (laughs) which is a camcorder in which he's filming the fans. What do we think of the click cam? It's a good gimmick. Sean's a terrible cameraman because he's just fucking waving. <laughs> I did like the fact though that at one point he just spins it around and Leaf Cassidy just waves at him like that, and it, it cuts to the the actual WF cam and just Sean goes, oh. <laughs> so it's you know they're trying to get him over. It's something different. Obviously, we'll see it more prominent in WCW. Yes, for better to better effect. Yeah, I feel like it kind of takes away a lot of Shawn Michaels, the fun Shawn Michaels has for his entrance if he's having to. Fucking operate a camera at the same time. Yeah. I don't think you'd want this every week. No. You know, you. I, I wouldn't want him to this to be his general entrance, you know. You do it on the house shows or something, maybe, if you've got, like, a big house. Yeah. You have fun there, but I don't think you'd want to do it every no. week. Uh, Vince McMahon says, he, Shawn Michaels has a boyhood dream that could come true at WrestleMania, which is foreshadowing an iconic line that yeah. Vince McMahon will utter in a week's time is exciting. Sean introduces us to his new manager. Whilst his music still plays, which is always weird, he introduces us to the guy who will be in his corner when he wins the title and brings the WF Championship to San Antonio at WrestleMania. Jose Lothario, Super Sock is here. Did you like the fact he was dressed like a Geordie as well? <laughs> well, I've got he's dressed as a referee, but I see he had a bit of the Geordie jumpers, Geordie jeans combo going on. He had the on. Geordie jeans going on, didn't he? Yeah, the proper Geordie jeans going on. God bless him. <laughs> Uh, Leaf Cassidy is mockingly applauding as Sean bigs up Jose, which I thought was... I quite like... I like Leaf Cassidy. He was very disingenuous. Yeah. So it's a good little thing for him. Jose gets on the mic and I panic. Um, <laughs> I've got some things to say. Oh, no. Oh. He promises San Antonio to bring the WWF title home at WrestleMania number 12. 
No, they called number 12 before. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully, that is all he says. And he stands out the ring. So Jose is now, as of now, Shawn Michaels' manager. Mm. He's got himself a manager. It's another element to kind of mature Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Away from being just like this rambunctious little kid, not like a Jackie Orlando, but a rambunctious kid to like a more mature performer by having his, his old... Uh, his old trainer in there with him. Uh, so it's a nice little touch. I, I don't mind, actually, because, as I've banged on about many times, I like the sports presentation to it. And he's not a manager mm. like a Bobby the Heenan style. He is like an old boxing coach. He's his corner man. Yeah. And I like it. That's nice. Yeah. Is he on the list? Oh, of course. Yeah. Good. Just check it. Sausage. Um, leave Cassidy, shake Sean's hand, but in a rather sarcastic way. Mm. He can't stop smiling as he's wrestling Sean because he realizes, holy shit, this is a massive match for me. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart heads to ringside, to which leave Cassidy's going, holy shit, everyone's here. The <laughs> WrestleMania main event is around me. <laughs> Uh, Brett heads to the ringside Jerry Lawler remembers he left his light on in his car and he legs it so Brett can have a sit down with Vince technical showing between both Sean and Leaf as Brett informs us that he can be more punishing than Sean this commentary turn by Brett I think is great because Brett is just he's not a heel per se but oh he's needling he's dismissive he's dismissive and he's needling and it's quite nice because Brett's a master of sort of the subtlety here. Yeah. Because it's the idea that he is so dismissive of Sean that that might lead to him to underestimate him. Yeah. And we'll see how that plays out. The only thing I didn't like about commentary is Brett comes down and sits, brings out with Vince. Vince goes, come on, Brett, get a bird's eye view of Shawn Michaels. It's like, it's not a bird's eye view because he's not suspended <laughs> above the ring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then Brett Hart's wings flap. <laughs> <laughs> John, Bret Hart with wings. <laughs> Do it, you cowards. Not you, John. You're not a coward. You're the best. <laughs> um, lovely Sky High by Cassidy. Looked vicious. Oh! Uh, to Sean, who knows, who who now works, uh, now Sean Michaels now at the receiving end of a beating by Leaf Cassidy yeah. for a long time. The WrestleMania main event, taking a beating by Leaf Cassidy. Here comes Marty Jannetty, who I think should have played a bigger role in this arrangement. Yeah. Bret Hart made a comment about, oh, this is like a soup. It's all getting very interesting. <laughs> oh, very tasty soup. <laughs> he just starts chuckling to himself. He's like, oh, soup. <laughs> it's like a soup. <laughs> I'm having soup for dinner. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Marty's out here now cheering on Leaf Cassidy. But again, like the whole Rockers thing, I feel like yeah. you could have done more with this. You could have had Sean versus Marty as like a last stop to Mania, but hey, whatever. Um, Brett mocks the Mexican style of wrestling once again, saying, oh, it's very flashy, but it's not very intense. He then he then talks about the nine cheerleaders that beat up Sean in Syracuse. <laughs> Just little digs. It's, it's great. There's a moment after this line that the WrestleMania main event nearly gets cancelled. <laughs> Did you catch this? No. Leaf Cassidy oh. goes for an alley-oop powerbomb. Yes, because he, he looks behind him to make sure he's in position. Mm. And like you said, goes for the alley-oop. The alley-oop powerbomb, which would see your opponent flipped over the back and sort of land face first, normally onto the mat. But what Leaf Cassidy's going for is for Sean to be whiplashed onto the top rope. Nice concept for a move. Powerbomb that whiplashes the neck. However, the trajectory was completely wrong on this. And Shawn Michaels' legs hit the top rope. But because of the way that he's moving, basically his body accordions. Yeah. Like it folds up and he just crumbles to the ground after that. I think if Shawn Michaels had missed a single day of stretches, your WrestleMania 12 main event would have been fucked. Yeah, if he wasn't in 
peak condition, yeah. And I think we're kind of getting a picture as to why Leaf Cassidy didn't get pushed for a while because mm. he came so very close to cancelling the WrestleMania 12 main event. Um, Michaels mounts a comeback despite this. Hits a clothesline off the top rope, but gets stopped in his tracks by Marty Janetti cheating. Oh, Martin. Naughty Martin. Uh, Brett is livid with Marty Janetti cheating. He turns up to push Janetti away, who was trying to hold Shawn Michaels in the corner. Yeah. And Brett comes along and goes, get away, you bellend. He was like grabbing his ass, wasn't he? He's like, ah, oh, Shawn's bum. Yeah, got your bum. And then Brett goes, get off his bum. <laughs> get off his bottom. In the confusion, Cassidy crashes into the turnbuckle and then eats sweet chin music, gets the one, two, three. Immediately after the three, Sean rolls out of the ring, pushes out, pushes Brett out of the way to have a word with Marty Janetti. And Brett is like, hey, I fucking helped you, you prick. So turns him round and Brett and Sean suddenly become the guys like head to head. Looks like they're going to kick off and then here's Super Sock to separate them and, and cooler heads prevail. Brett speaks to Vince, who is... Uh, Brett's very upset with Sean's lack of gratitude for saving him from Marty Jannetty. He considers Sean a friend, a great athlete as well. But at WrestleMania 12, he's got no choice but to pound Sean into the dirt. Some great lines by Brett. What do I always say to you about Brett? If you don't make him cut a promo, if you just say, Brett, you've just... What's on your mind? He's fucking great. Yeah. But I, I, I was laughing at HBK, waiting, like, Brett was getting in his face, and I was just like, oh, because we, we all know Brett could beat him in a fight. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but then as soon as Hoser gets there, and HBK's like, we can fight anytime you want. <laughs> he, he's holding me back. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that, that doesn't look great, Sean. I wonder whether that was deliberate. I doubt it. Nah, yeah. I don't think it was. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart will headline in the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12. What do you think of this match? thought it was fine. I'd, again, my my issue is always that, you know what, Shawn Michaels going into the main event of WrestleMania 12, I don't think Leaf Cassidy should have looked this competitive. No, it, I did like it. They didn't have the best chemistry at times because mm. Leaf was quite sloppy and he was clean. nearly broke him. Yeah, he was. He was. You could tell he was nervous because they were wrestling at a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, but he was busting out moves you don't usually see. And for a TV match, I I enjoyed it. But like you said, too much offense. But just mm. pushing the needle between Brett and Sean was really well done. Nicely done. Uh, up next, Aldo Montoya is in action. Hey, I've seen old just incredible in a while. He's taking on Hunter Hurst Helmsley. They get a little, we get another video package for the Ultimate Warrior, who is Hunter's opponent on Sunday. I'm excited to see what Ultimate Warrior will do with the head of WWE Creative and Talent Relations, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Uh, Lawler and McMahon compare the Ultimate Warrior to the Comet. The Comet, you say? Well, yes, because Comet Hayakutake. Mm. Thank you. Uh, was a comet that was visible with the naked eye in March of 1996 as it made its closest approach to the planet Earth. Uh, it was discovered two months earlier, first spotted through binoculars at NASA, and then remained visible to the naked eye for three months. Biggest comet seen in 20 years. I think the first time this comet has passed by 
the planet in 10,000 years or something like that. Its tail was the most spectacular feature. It stretched out more than 100 degrees as seen from Earth, according to NASA. Coincidentally, uh, Hayakutake's appearance happened just a year before Comet Hale-Bopp, then known to be approaching Earth, and it made a spectacular appearance in the skies a year later. Thousands of images of the comets were posted on the internet, then a young but by, uh, which was then a young but popular phenomenon, the internet being not the comets. Um, <laughs> I don't remember this particular comet. I remember Hale-Bopp. Yeah, same. Being very excited about the Hale-Bopp comet. Yeah. Felt like, because they were like, you won't see this again for another thousand years. Yeah. And, I think, and, then, and then as I remember looking up and seeing like what looked like a trail, it's just like you get really quite melancholy. And go, oh, everyone will be dead when it comes back. <laughs> I'll, really? have eat, I'll have eaten them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would have been eaten by Jackie Orlando by that point. Yeah. God. When there's no one left to eat, I'll eat myself. <laughs> Aldo Montoya, yeah. Eat yourself, why don't you? Uh, Lawler and McMahon talk about the Slammies as the match gets underway. We're getting the Slammy Awards on the USA Network we just are. before Mania. Uh, Aldo helps Hunter's lady out of the ring because Hunter's very dismissive of this particular lady. I love that. It was an amazing babyface move. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to help you out the ring. And Aldo goes, don't worry, I'll help you. And as he helps her out the ring, Hunter rushes him and beats him up in the corner. Uh, Montoya mounts a comeback. Now, this was subtle but effective. I liked it because Montoya hit a couple of big strikes, and then as Hunter was on the ground, Montoya bounced off the ropes and did a standing splash, mm. not unlike the move that the Ultimate Warrior does. And I thought, that's a nice touch. Hunter blocks it, gets the knees up Mother Brown, and uh, starts to give Aldo a pasting from there. Was That That must have been deliberate. That I feel like Polacco and... Levesque sat down and went, got an idea for a bit here. Well, yeah, because they always say, isn't he, that he's like the fifth Beatle of the clique. He's, he's, mm. he, he was kind of friendly with them. So I can imagine him sitting down and being like, right, what, what, what do you want me to do kind of thing? Yeah, let's, let's build to that match. Um, they're talking about um, they're talking about WrestleMania. They're giving WrestleMania the big push. Uh, Vince saying, we're not talking WrestleMania about a bait and switch. We're not talking about an eight-minute match with someone who beefs about making $30 million. We're talking about WrestleMania. They then talk about the Ultimate Warrior match, who will go one minute and 36 at WrestleMania. <laughs> so <laughs> awkward timing on all parts. Good showing from Aldo. Some fast-paced offense. He looked really good here. I don't think he should have got as much in as he should have done. No, though. he shouldn't. No. At one point, he almost beat Hunter with a cross body. The end comes when Hunter counters a back body drop with the pedigree and gets the three. Hunter is paggered after fighting Montoya, and he's fighting the Ultimate Warrior on Sunday. I feel like this should have been a moment to give Hunter a mean streak. Yes. And have him, as soon as he jumps Montoya for helping his aid out of the ring. He should have just pasted him and pasted him. You could have had Montoya go for the splash and then had Hunter get the knees up, hit the pedigree, maybe hit another pedigree for the three. Just because, you know, he's going into this fucking fight with the ultimate warrior. Yeah. He needs, like, he, I, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like a threat at all. No. And I'm not seeing the warrior and I know that Hunter's going to have it handed to him. Because it's, yeah, a, the crowd didn't care. There was lots of audio sweetening in this episode, but especially mm. during this, lots of piped in noise because they were just like, well, we haven't seen Aldo Montoya for ages. We're watching Hunter Hearst Helmsley and all he's done for months is just beat no marks to give him, to pad out his stats, stat padding. And Ultimate Warrior's not here yet and we he won't really care until he is. No. So it, it didn't have the desired effect. Fine match, but just 
what was the point really life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Goldust is on the Hollywood backlot, which is where we will see his match with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 12. Oh, we will. Little puppet made of pine, what a gift of life is thine. He says, quoting Pinocchio, whilst caressing a mannequin dressed like Roddy Piper. And I thought it looked like a Charlie Hickson as Ralph from Ted and Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken him. <laughs> Are you into uh, French theatre at all? Don't think I'm That was the greatest love story in comedy, that was, Ed and Ralph. It was really sweet. It was just like... Really just, sweet. Just a gentle sketch in a, an often bonkers sketch show. And it turned out they, they, they loved him, and they loved him back. It was beautiful. Uh, your darkest dreams, your naughtiest nightmares. There's never been a taboo as forbidden as this. We will become one, President Piper, joined at the hip in eternal bliss. There won't be any need for him anymore because you'll remember the name of Gold Dust. When he says him, does he mean like he, they will emer- they will merge, and then Piper won't matter? Um, yeah. Or was it a quote from a film that I missed? No, because I really uh, need for him anymore. Yeah. I, I, or I, monsoon. I assume just oh, possibly. I'd forgotten about monsoon. Forgot monsoon. But just the way perhaps he's saying, I'm going to beat you, Piper, and then you'll go again. Maybe. Because then what after, after this, the segment ends with Goldust picking up the mannequin that he's been sort of caressing and just fucking dashing it to the ground. Oh, he batters this mannequin. Batters the mannequin and picks up the, the torso again and throws it against the wall. Really a v- aggressive bit to end this promo. I mean, I, I should have done my research because, you know, this is my job. I assume... They filmed because I know they filmed the match in advance, so I assumed they would have filmed was done at the same the same I, shooting. I have heard that it was all filmed on the same day, so mm. this was filmed at the same time as the backlot brawl. Okay. So by this point, the backlot brawl is already in the can, I believe. 
It's already in the can. Piper's in the hospital. <laughs> and then they'll just have to dress themselves up to look like they they were live there yeah. like, on WrestleMania night. Uh, the WWF shop are plugging bomber jackets. Lovely. And we get a video package for Mankind. Really spooky video package. Leave yeah. the light on, I'm coming home. And he's landing next week. Ooh. Last shot is of his little rat. George. Of George the Rat. George the Rat. Crawling along the... So I'm excited for the Mankind debut next week. I'm fucking too right. Yeah. All, his indie, <laughs> all his indie dates are done. Yes. He's, he's all sorted out. And uh, the next... He's had a few runs out, run outs in dark matches mm-hmm. as Mankind the Mutilator. And that will simply become Mankind. Yeah. I believe. By the time he debuts. Well, they, they only referred to him as Mankind on this vignette. Yeah, they? so maybe by this point they've already made the decision to go bin off the mutilator part. Yeah. The Undertaker heads out, which is wonderful timing from the Mankind promo to this, because yeah. these two will have quite the dance in 1996. Uh, Vince McMahon is interviewing the Undertaker ahead of the match with Diesel this Sunday. A sign in the crowd shows two graves, one for Diesel or one for Brett, which is a bit harsh. Yeah. Don't kill Brett Hart, just have him lose. <laughs> Paul Bearer says this all started when Diesel robbed Undertaker of the WWF title, and then he returned the favor with a taste of darkness. A taste of darkness! When he pulls him under the ring in your house. We are reminded that Diesel destroyed the Undertaker's casket, which may or may not be in his house. And attacked Paul Bearer as well before Diesel came face to face with his own face last week in a really well remembered, well delivered, well executed segment. Yeah, with Diesel. It was cool. It's great that was. Creatures of the night, exchanging glances. <laughs> he doesn't say exchanging glances. Sadly, he asks if the creatures of the night are hungry because Carcass King is open next door. We got cadavers. Cadaver king. Picking it. <laughs> take it home. I put it put it in a bag. Pick a lily, more like pick a willy. Am I right? Hey. Pick a lily king. Hey, pick a lily king. <laughs> <laughs> he asks if the creatures are ready to feast on the carcass of Big Daddy called Diesel. Oh gosh. Mm. Taker would be would have been content with just embarrassing Diesel, but because he attacked Paul Bearer and destroyed his house, he's now gonna kill him. The once shining star is now a dismal light. For when you look into the eyes of the Reaper, you will know your soul and your fate lies in his hands. Diesel, rest in peace. Dong. Cadaver <laughs> King. He, he didn't say dong. <laughs> I wish right. he did. <laughs> Play music. Oh, sorry, that's the stage cue. Uh, this, yeah, they're very much setting this up as like, yeah, Diesel's going to die and then you'll never see him again, which yeah. is not inaccurate, but... It's about two months too. I think they should have been Diesel's final match. Should have, yeah. Because then they could have like had his cadaver eaten. <laughs> <laughs> By the crowd. <laughs> yes! We get a promo for the Slammy Awards, which is happening this WrestleMania weekend. We did. A very brief promo for the Slammy Awards. Felt cut mm-hmm. off for some reason. Uh, we go back to Raw. The Raw band is playing. <laughs> Doc Hendricks is singing. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. <laughs> Bad Street in the whole USA. Oh, I love that. Doc Hendricks is singing Bad Street. Mm. What a great little touch. Yes. Is he allowed to? But in 1996, this is seriously uncool. 
don't care. I loved it. Yeah, I, I did watch it. I was like, why? Why is it? Yeah. Doc Hendricks is having a lovely time. It, you can tell it's one of those things that he he completely. You can imagine Doc Hendricks doing that and coming to the back. He's like, still got it. One more wrong. <laughs> the crowd loved me. It was like the, the crowd went arse. Doc is like, the crowd loved me. I've still got it. It never left me. Remember me in the free birds? Yeah, baby. It never left me, baby. Uh, so well done, Doc. Lovely to see. Uh, more training footage of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart comes from here. So we start with Shawn Michaels. Some of the same clips and bits that we've seen several times with the addition of a bit with Shawn Michaels in the ring with multiple trainees. <laughs> and he clears house with sweet chin music of all of them. So they're kind of going through wrestling drills. And then Shawn goes, ah, fuck it. Super kick, super kick, super kick. And Hose has to go, calm down with the super kick, Shawn. <laughs> oh, I'm just so fired up with super kicks. I just like the fact, though, that it's like Shawn Michaels, it looks like he's in jeans and a t-shirt against two chubby Mexican fellas with mullets and one of them had a mustache. They, <laughs> they did look like Nacho Libre, but just like Jack Black. And obviously I'm not an athlete, nor in shape, nor can I wrestle. But even I was like, oh, come on, Sean, you can you can spar with better than that. <laughs> yeah. He's shown leaving Jose's training school with a silver money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, and really weird 90s silver sunglasses, which were dead tiny, but dead pointy. I thought that was quite cute. Some quick trails for Sean and Brett's WrestleMania journeys. I like these these short burst, 45-second uh, black and white trailers that kind of tell the story of Sean's journey and tell the story of Brett's journey. These were amazing, yeah. And end on those really iconic lines. Like Shawn Michaels ends. Shawn Michaels one ends with, what becomes of the man when he finally fulfills his dream? What becomes of the boy if he doesn't? <sighs> and then Bret Hart gives us, uh, the Bret Hart one ends with, Will we still revere him, cheer him, and call him champion, or will he become mortal like us? Oh, so good. <gasps> really good. This build's been amazing. Nice. It's been like unlike anything else. It's been brilliant. And they've been showing off the, the stories they've told for each man. It's not like there's one storyline. It's like Sean's got a story, Brett's got a story, and they are converging. Mm. But they all support over both men's strengths, both men's weaknesses, and... Yeah, really good. And we carry that on with uh, Bret Hart documentary footage now. He's looking longingly at the horizon. He's on the treadmill. He's gone for a swim. And uh, <laughs> he's chatting to the camera. And we get some new lines from Bret in this one. Mm -hmm. I went through the same thing with Randy Savage. <gasps> yeah, I was surprised by this. Forbidden door. He's in dubsy dub. Went through the same thing with Randy Savage. One day I was knocking on his door. And the next day I passed him. Then I see this guy who's going to be knocking on my door, but I'm not ready to leave yet. Oh. I love the mention of Randy Savage. I don't remember Randy and Randy and Brett having big old feuds, whether there was something that was unwritten that went on behind the scenes. I know they teamed together back in the days when the Hart Foundation were heels with Jimmy Hart right. and Savage was the Intercontinental Champion. I know on the house show loop, they be doing six-man matches. Mm. So whether he rode with him or... Could be that. So like when he was on the same... Like he was... Like Savage was the was the top guy and he was kind of... They were part of the underlings. Yeah. As the Hart Foundation and then suddenly he realizes actually I'm now the WWF champion in the main event and you're on commentary. Yeah. Hot dogging and grandstanding for my title reign. You're hot dogging and you're grandstanding. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, and also because Savage... I think was Savage world champion at this point? I think he was. And uh, so it's again just a little like, hey, I bypassed Savage. What's he doing now? Oh, yeah, he's the champion over there, whatever. <laughs> um, he breaks down Shawn Michaels, saying he's too overconfident 
and he gets irrational when the pressure starts. And then Bret Hart basically beat for beat calls how the match is going to go in his head. He says, sooner or later, Sean's going to make a mistake and it's over. When he makes the first mistake and I go one fall to nothing, he's going to do everything he can to tie it up and he's going to make another mistake. Then I can either sit back and play defensively or I can put him out of the picture altogether and pound him into oblivion. Cool! Brett is so confident that it's just like, this is just a, like another title offense where he's like, Sean's great, but he's a dick and I'm going to have to expose him. Like, expose that dick. <laughs> yeah, expose that dick. Get banned from the, from the internet. Uh, yeah, these were great. These are really good. They've just done, like Dave said, and you've said, they've done such a great job of selling this as like the ultimate main event. Yeah. Um, how the match pans out is slightly different, but we'll talk on that next time. <laughs> we come to our main event of the evening. It is Owen Hart versus... Ooh. There he is. Come to Mama Ahmed Johnson. The match is sponsored by Starburst. Starburst. In the UK, they're still called Opal Fruit at this point. They are. They won't change to Starburst in the UK until 1998. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, why are they changing it? Rubbish. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing brands in line, essentially. It's, it's a tailor's oldest time. So why Jif became Sif. Yeah, because wasn't it uh, in the European Union? Because it would be a soft J, so it would be Heath. Yeah, so therefore it's in line with uh, Heath, which is in Europe. Yeah. So like, Sif, there you go. Jobs are good. And I prefer Jif. Fair Heath. Um, <laughs> Do you say GIF or Jif? In GIF. terms of GIF. It is GIF, isn't it? Because I say well, GIF. The, the guy who made it went, it's uh, GIF, but it's like the G stands for graphical. It doesn't sound for graphical. So... <laughs> <laughs> was a graphical, graphical, graphical image. interchange format. Yeah, graphical image format or graphical interchange format. Something like that. Yeah, but yeah. the guy or whoever invented it said, "No, it's pronounced GIF." I was like, well, what's what's his, "What was his name? Dreyum." Yeah, <laughs> Dreyum, you tit. <clears throat> yeah, Dreyum, you piece of garbage. Um, Owen gives Ahmed a gun show at the start of this match, and Ahmed takes the piss with an ooh face. It was so good. This is the most character work <laughs> Ahmed's ever done. I was like, yes, Ahmed. What was the thing that uh, William Regal did this week? Oh, uh, was, yeah. Cause it's a bit with Wheelie Uta. Yeah, because Jack and Ross hadn't seen it. it because um, Stokely Hathaway had been saying online that he'd respect Wheeler Uta as pure champion if he defended in slap box rules. <laughs> so they did a backstage bit where Wheeler's like, hey, you're talking shit. Do you want a match? He's like, there's no one here to sanction it. And William Regal's like, I'll sanction it, pal. And the ref comes and Uta just slaps him and it cuts to a close-up of uh, Regal just going, oh, he's cooked him. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. William Regal is the best thing in wrestling in 2022. Oh, he's cooked him. Oh, he's cooked him. <laughs> It was interesting to listen to Regal's podcast this week. Because obviously, his his bestest friend in the whole world now is head of talent relations for WWE. Yeah. Uh, so he while he didn't mention it per se, he kind of addressed quite the elephant in the room about like his status. And he said, "Look, you know, Triple H and I we've been friends for a long time. We don't talk every day. He knows that I'm doing stuff over here, and I kind of know what he's doing over there. He knows not to message me and ask me what I'm doing and what where I'm at." Because I'm a professional and this is where I work. That was what Regal said on this, which, which to me says, I'm doing my contract now, but let's chat down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I just, and, and that's no, di- and I said this on the news video today, it's no disrespect to AEW because I think AEW give Regal a great platform and, oh, and they yeah. continue to give Regal a great platform. And I love the stuff he's doing with the Blackpool Combat Club, but I can't help but feel that should the stars align, 
Regal might consider a job working with his mate Trips again. You'd think if Tony Khan had any nows, and obviously he's been shuffling the deck and changing how the structure of AW is. You think if he had any nows, he'd be like, look, Regal, if 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 you want that kind of job as well, mm. you can have it. I'll match pay, fucker. Yeah, Tie yeah. Down, he's the best because, like we're saying, the mind on him, the fact he's a proper professional, and then the fact that also his character is just Frankie Howard. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. He's the best. Do the pod, do, how much do you listen to Regal's podcast? Because there's I, so many, so I get that not everybody has time. I've, I've listened to bits when I get like suggested for you on YouTube. I've not properly sat down and listened to one yet. I did listen to his first appearance on Talk is Jericho. Mm. And it was just a fascinating listen. Because it is just like being in the room if you're just kind of like just browbeating uncle. <laughs> it is. It, that's really what it is. Yeah. Because it alternates between like really like horrifying stories of injury that, and, and, and sad times um, getting a bollock in. Yeah. He gives out, he, he kind of bollocks people a, across the board a lot in the podcast for like people who get too hung up on Twitter numbers and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't bloody matter. Uh, and then mix all that in with Les Dawson and Frankie Howard and Spike Milligan jokes all yeah. the way through that just, that just confuses uh, Matt Cohn, the presenter. <laughs> I was laughing when, <laughs> when on Dynamite recently, he's like, oh, I'm like a dog with two willies. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my mates say that all the time. It's like, oh, I'm as happy as a dog with two dicks. So, <laughs> so yeah. John Moxley was walking to the ring and uh, he sat down next to Excalibur and went, "Hello there, my little marshmallow. Oom, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a, del- <laughs> what's it? You're like, like a delectable little truffle. <laughs> He's great. He's just, he is phenomenal. And I think that if if AEW will give, will continue to give him the platform, yeah. to give us. Oh, he's cooked him. Moments. <laughs> Stay there. <laughs> Stay there. He's just brilliant. He is so good. And do you know what? I love the fact that he's one of those, he's, he's of an era where he can, he does stuff like that and he can be uh, eccentric and wild and mm. ridiculous a character, but also he could knock you the fuck out. Oh, he has easily. nothing to prove. He'd, he would knock you the fuck out. He'd batter you. Yeah. He's hard as fuck. He doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to walk around like, you, I meet some wrestlers who walk around like this all the time. Like, mm. oh, he doesn't need to do that because he knows if you step to him, you, you, you're fucking gone. He's John yeah. Wayne in The Quiet Man. He's just there. Oh, just, great shout. Just having a plowman's in the corner. He's John Wayne in The Quiet Man. Yeah. Except that, with that, that part where John Wayne's watching the fight and he goes, oh, he's cooked him. <laughs> oh, he's cooked him. Oh, he's cooked him. <laughs> ah, he's cooked him. Ah, he's, <laughs> he's cooked him. <laughs> anyway, Ahmed goes, Oh, he's cooked him <laughs> to Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how we got there. Uh, Owen's top arm lock is immediately broken down by a more powerful Ahmed. Oh, he's cooked him. Ooh. Who goes to dump Owen with an atomic throw. I am terrified of Ahmed Johnson doing anything that involves throwing and lumber. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I worry. Diane Hart Smith is on the front row. As Ahmed's putting a shoeing on her brother, and then the bulldog comes out. Oh, that's my wife! He comes Hello! <laughs> what are you doing here? Are you with Tom? <laughs> Custard Kings. Pop a pity on. Go to it. Pop pity on. Custard's burning. I, I like the fact that Davey comes out, fluffy hair, and it just cuts to the aisleway, and he's just like shouting at people in the crowd, going, You fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Get yourself along, Burger King. 
You didn't get food poisoning from Sausage King. You must have had it already, dickhead. Beef King. It's, it's sometimes BSE that stays dormant in your system for up to ten years before it turns your brain into mush. So you can fuck off. You might have got it from another place. She didn't get it from British Beef King. <laughs> you probably got it from Salad King. And if you did, our Tom was working there, not me. Yeah, take it you, up with him. What are you taking up with our Tom? I won't. I wouldn't. Ooh. He'll fucking break your fingers. You don't want to see him put on his slippers. He is a fucking monster. The moment he puts his shoes on, everybody's fucking dead. He'll fucking cook you. That's why I hide, <laughs> that's why I hide his slippers. <laughs> you had my slippers again, David. No, Tom. They should be where you left them. Can't fucking find them. Have no. you put them in the fridge again? <laughs> you like your feet cold. Yeah, but last time you dipped him in the yogurt, you twat. Who are you calling a twat? Who are you calling a yogurt? I was calling a yogurt a twat, Tom, not you. <laughs> which one of us is Tom? Which one of us is Davey? I don't know. We all sound the same. <laughs> yes, you do sound the same. Shut up, Diane. <laughs> What's Stephen Regal doing here? <laughs> oh, he's cooked him. Oh, he's cooked him. <laughs> oh, God. Cook King. Just threw Owen out. Shut up, Ahmed. <laughs> oh. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson. What a joy. Um, oh, so Bulldog's out for having, having a little chat. Ahmed, try... Okay, Owen's attempts to overpower Ahmed are constantly shut down. Mm -hmm. Ahmed catches Owen coming off the top rope. Now, the, now the plan was... Yeah. Mm. Coming off the top rope, <laughs> spin round and spine buster. Good in theory. In practice, oh god, slips over. Too much for Ahmed to handle. He trips over his own feet. But somehow they twist. They stick the landing just about. Yeah. But I, I think they, I think they're a bit winded from it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just looked like Ahmed was blowing up after our two minutes. Yeah. He did look pagged, bless him. Yeah. Uh, so Ahmed puts Owen in a bear hug after this. Bulldog sneaks up behind Ahmed. And as Ahmed's like, hey, what you doing? Uh, he then, Owen hits a spinning wheel kick to the back of Ahmed's head as we go to break. So this yeah. puts Owen Hart in control during the break. Uh, about 30 seconds after the break returns, Ahmed hits a spine buster. Careful. Uh, and just as he's going for the finishing touch, here's Bulldog hitting the ring for a DQ. That's what? Ahmed overpowers both of them. But don't worry, here comes Vader. Ooh. Vader turns the tide and they're putting a beating on Bulldog. The crowd cheer. Then there is 20 seconds, <laughs> and the crowd are still cheering. The cheers die down a bit, and then we cut and see, oh, there's Yokozuna! Forgot me hat. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> he took a while to get down. Might be because he's a beefy boy. He is a beefy boy. He's getting bigger by the week as well at this point. Uh, he gets into the ring with Jake Roberts behind him, and these six uh, have a brawl that ends with the baby faces on top. And as Vince is running down the matches for WrestleMania, Vader is throwing the steel steps around in frustration. What a strange choice to have as a final match before WrestleMania. Yeah, and it, this final brawl as well was nothing on the one from the other week. Again, mm. the audio is sweetened to fuck. The crowd were clearly knackered. And you think about the, these tapings as well. This is the second time they've seen this big pull-apart brawl, I think. Mm. Was it in the live show where they had the first one? The crowd were hot for it. Yeah, so this will be the second time we've had a pull-apart. Yeah, in the in same. A, in a similar ma method as well. In the same, same tapings. Tapings lot, So yeah. the crowd was just a bit like, eh. The thing I did like about the brawl is when Vader hit the ring, Jim Cornette in one corner holding back the ref. Mm. And Davey and Owen are just watching, just saying, 
Look at that lad there, Vader. He's just battering him. He's a monster. Mm. And then, you know, Yoko and Jake turned him. was like, are we late? <laughs> Sorry, we were just... Uh, we were, we were in, stood in the queue at uh, Custard King. Diana told you to get back there! Get back there now! There's a queue! Fuck's sake, everyone wants custard. Why does everyone want custard on a Monday? Uh, so these six will fight at WrestleMania, among many other matches. Uh, but the focus of the night ends not on a Billionaire Ted segment this week... None of that. No. Not even a mention of Billionaire Ted this week. No. All eyes on the main event for WrestleMania. And the final bit we have for Raw is a music video about Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm. Set to a Jim Johnson cut with a session group called You Start the Fire. And it's uh, this is a bit of a classic bit of wrestling yeah. history. It's a, it's a music video all about like... It's, 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 a, it's a video about Bret Hart set to this Jim Johnson music. Uh, it shows Bret wrestling, attending a racing event on the set of Lonesome Dove, uh, singing on Slam Jam, yeah, taking a call on a landline, <laughs> <laughs> and wrestling an inflatable dinosaur. Those are all things that we see in this video. And then long shots of Bret with the fans and like celebrating with them, high-fiving them in the crowd, walking through the streets with them and stuff like that. Really kind of positions Brett as like a people's champion. Yeah. To, which is the last thing that we see. Interesting choice for a last thing we see. Yeah, because I've got here, if I was watching live personally, I'd have been like, okay, I'm going to watch the last five minutes of Nitro. Yeah. Like, if this is all you got. If there's a music video, as much as I love Bret Hart, I'm just like, well, what's going on? Nitro might be Loch Ness versus, <laughs> I don't know, some bastard. But I think it's more the fact that, as well as that, it's also the fact that, you know, you've been positioning Shawn Michaels as yeah. the guy that's going to run the roost. And I thought maybe you could have ended on something that was more effacing Shawn Michaels. But unless this case. was just to say, like, Bret Hart's not turning heel, he might be a bit of a cocky arsehole in this. But... Yeah, it might have been to reestablish him as not a heel. Yeah. But, like, he's still beloved. But he's just his attitude's been a bit uh, spicy lately because it's the title and it's WrestleMania. And he's kind of like, all right, all jokes aside, I've got to fucking batter this lad. Yeah. So there's a bit of that as well. Um, what do we think of the go-home WrestleMania? Because that's everything. It was a good go-home. Um, got over all the main storylines. So we went over what? Goldust and Piper, Triple H and Warrior, Brett and Sean, uh, all the beefy boys having a beefy boy dance. Uh, no mention or word on the tag title tournament in weeks. No, it's so, all gone very quiet. Yeah, it's almost like Vince McMahon never liked tag wrestling. Mm. But yeah, good go home show. Oh, the the bit with Undertaker and Diesel, um, it, it covered all the bases. What, what about you? I think yeah, I think the main matches we got that got time this week. Vince uh, Vince interviewing the Undertaker got us to the plug for Undertaker and Diesel. Yeah. Six man tag got a heavy focus. The main focus being like, look how Sean and Brett are training for the match of their lives. Like, that's a big part of it. I enjoy Goldust's promo for the backlot brawl. Yeah. The nice thing is, because you've got this WrestleMania, which is a smaller card, because the the lion's share of the show is going to be taken up by the Iron Man match, you've got, um, you, you can focus more intently on just these handful of matches. Yes. The only thing that hasn't got any time is the tag title match. Or the, the the billionaire Ted bollocks, which is planned for WrestleMania. Those yeah. are the only two that didn't really get a lot of focus that we know are in the can. We know that more matches will be added. At least one of the match, which is uh, Savio Vega versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, that will be added. But we certainly don't touch on that on Raw. I think they touch on it on Superstars, mm. but not on Raw. But everything else, all the main points, I think we're hit. I'll tell you, who's been conspicuous by his absence. The one, two, three kid. We was on last week. 
But I mean, it, it, like for Mania, for the build for Mania. I see. Well, is he in a position where, like the Click, he's also unhappy? I think he was. Yeah, I think there was rumblings that he was unhappy. There was mm. because of you know being put on a nappy and made to cry on TV. <laughs> that would that would upset me somewhat. So, but I'm surprised they didn't think. Oh, we'll try and keep him sweet. We'll give him a Mania match because he he's hasn't had a Mania match ever. No, and it won't be until he becomes. X-Pac. Yeah. Shane, get ready for some pain in WrestleMania 15. Mm. Yeah, so that's um, that's a good point, actually. There's a Who else is conspicuous by their absence from the car? Scott Hall, obviously. Razor Ramon, but that yeah. was a decision made by WWF because he's already said, I'm leaving. So he's like, okay, well, get screwed because you're not getting a WrestleMania payday then. Because mm-hmm. chances are, they might have put a Razor Ramon 1-2-3 kid match on WrestleMania. Yeah. Had they both been not bitches. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying they were bitches. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Had things been different, they may have made them put, found somewhere for them on the card. Yeah. Maybe if Razor, because I know I know Razor and Savio Vega were factored into the tag title tournament. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah. Maybe had had Razor not gone, they might have maybe finished the tag tournament with Razor and Vega in the finals. Yeah. Maybe against a team, potentially, but we'll never know. We'll never know. What we do know is next week. Uh, we have our watch-along special of WrestleMania 12. It is a watch-along, so instead of us bringing notes and going through it beat by beat, we're literally going to watch the whole thing. It's an alternative commentary. What we like to do sometimes on the Cultaholic Classic Raw, Nitro, and SmackDown reviews, when we have these watch-along specials, we like to like to open the forbidden door, like unlock the Bifrost, yes. allow some new people in. That makes you handle. That makes me handle. It's <laughs> nice, because... Alex likes Idris Elba. Um, but what we like to do is invite new people to join us. And we've got somebody who we have mentioned on this podcast on multiple occasions, who's been mentioned, who has been mentioned within the cultaholic multiverse. Yes. But has never been heard on a classic review. I think I think I've maybe spoke to him on a news podcast maybe once. Mm. We're going to put a voice to a, to a name. Because he's a very busy man. He's a very busy man, but he has agreed to carve out two hours and 43 minutes of his time yeah. to come and watch WrestleMania with us. We are talking about, and this is very exciting, this is the biggest guest that we've ever had, the, uh, the would he be the editor-in-chief? Editor-in-chief. The editor-in-chief, the tribal editor-in-chief of Cultaholic.com, Aidan Gibbons, will be sat in that chair next week to do the watch along of WrestleMania 12 with us. I am excited and nervous yeah. <laughs> to let Aiden Gibbons loose with a microphone. Because <laughs> sometimes I think it's not a good idea. <laughs> Let's just be thankful that it's not Aiden and Matthew together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got cold sweat. That'd be chaos. Oh. And thankfully, it's not live. Yes. <laughs> uh, Aiden and and Jackins, I think, will come to blows during the Iron Man match. We will. Because there's, there's a Brett-Sean rivalry that gets played out in the office, which is part of the reason why I wanted us to do it for Mania 12. Because mm. we've got an hour, and I think just it's plenty of time for you two to, by the end, come to the conclusion and go, actually, they were both shit in that. <laughs> <laughs> Harmony around the world. So you get to meet Aiden Gibbons next week. On the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. What are you working on oh, in the meantime? Fun. More of the more of the list. So the manager's list. <laughs> so um the Friday before we recorded this, obviously, Carrie and Cross came back. He did. Scarlet. And I messaged Aiden Gibbons and I messaged Fraser Porter just saying, Fucking Scarlet's gotta go on the list now. 
<laughs> Last week, I was writing a news piece for the site about uh, Ernest the Cat Miller because he's doing some stuff with GCW. And I was just jumped on Wikipedia to be like, right, wh- how long was his WWE run? And, and he was like, oh, he was in the Royal Rumble with his manager, Lamont. I was like, who the fuck's Lamont? <laughs> Sausage! Ah! So in the past week, I've literally added about six names to it and it's starting to break me down. <laughs> and the laptop's playing silly buggers a bit. I can't wait to go on holiday. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I can't wait. <laughs> well, you're going to think of another nine names oh. while you lay on a beach somewhere. So, yeah, I'm just I'm working on that. I, I just, I want to get it done because, one, I want to get it fucking done. And two, there's something that I've been given the green light on. I don't know if I've mentioned it. If I have, then I have, but I'm not going to mention it now just in case. Yeah. Um, it was not, uh, after doing the All Japan piece recently, I want to do another Rise and Fall. Been given the green light to do another one, but I was told by Adam Bacitti, get the manager's list done first. And I was hoping he'd say, oh. I was hoping he'd say, take a little break knock that one out and then go back to it. But yeah, so... He's keen to get the managers done. Oh, mate. The big tall bastard. <laughs> what about yourself? Anything like nice you're list you're on? talking about around a opportunity. <laughs> Whichever you want. Could be either. Yeah. Could be either. Um, what's happening this week? Uh, we've got no... Well, really, nothing to report this week other than the classic Nitro's back after a little hiatus. The classic Smackdown review is back on mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, no Desert Island Graps this week we'll return next week with a guest that is to be confirmed mm. uh, and then otherwise it's kind of all eyes on Clash at the Castle like, yeah and a couple of weeks away from a little excursion to Cardiff I'm very excited are you actually going? yeah well, there's a little fleet of us going and, and I'm on Team Cardiff yeah so I'm going to pop along and uh, and do some stuff in Cardiff because at first when it was announced like oh UK pay-per-view I'll go to that saw the date and just went I'm on holiday. And I've just like blacked everything out. <laughs> you just completely shut out all the noise. Yeah. Everyone's Aww. like, oh, Clash of the Castle. I was like, not here. <laughs> not bothered, mate. Not bothered. Not bothered, mate. Now, I am mean, excited for it. I'm excited to hear the, the joy from uh, the crowd in Wales of a Scotsman becoming a champion. <laughs> you never know. Mason Ryan might come back. Oh, <laughs> do not threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Alex asked me last night when I was talking about Clash of the Castle with him. She said, yeah, is it not in like... Any Welsh stars that they can really like get behind? I went, there's one. <laughs> Ruth Malik. <laughs> He's currently laid lackadaisical on the floor after that particular line, which seems like a good place to end our time together today. <laughs> He is at Brad Atkins on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at cultaholic.com. You can reach out to us at classic at cultaholic.com. Don't forget to join us. Love you. Bye. Bye. There he goes. Ruth fucking Maddock. Christ. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 